So, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing doing good. You got a big old coffee drink there. I do. Well, you know, I figured that we're having a late dinner. Yeah, my food is still not here, and I'm starving. I know. You got the hangry face. I'm hangry, so, you know, just bear with me because I'm I'm hungry and I'm mad right now. I'm not mad at you. So I understand. We're just going to start recording, and I hope some food shows up at some point. We might have to take a a break, food break. Yes, I get it. Anyway. I understand. Let's get started. Let's do this. talked about um new year's resolutions <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say i'm not gonna call out what yours was but i believe it's been broken a couple times i don't think so i said i wasn't gonna say the n-word anymore yeah i never said i wasn't gonna say oh my god <laughs> okay so <laughs> let's go to my new year's resolution yes. my new year's resolution was about cancel culture doing away with cancel culture and i swear like as soon as i said that like we're all being tested we're being tested we're being tested because like an opportunity for cancel canceling came up and i refrained and this is a good one but um folks are out there just canceling folks canceling canceling well they've been ready to cancel oprah winfrey for a while so yeah and their bff is not far behind her they're ready to cancel Oprah Winfrey over Michael Jackson. Yeah. Which is a good one. Barry and Michael, he's gone. And then she did the same thing to Russell, was about to do the same thing to Russell Simmons. Then did the same thing to R. Kelly. But R. Kelly deserved it. Wait, was Oprah also speaking out well, against Gail King. Was, That was Gail. Gail. Well, it's the Oprah crew. It's the, it's the oh, Oprah God. crew, man. So the sins of one carries over to the other. Are you a fan of Oprah? So, this is my thing with Oprah. Oprah has put a lot of resources into helping brown people. And by brown people, I mean black people, not people of color. I mean black people, our people, African people. And I commend her for it. She has given a tremendous amount of money to my alma mater, Spelman College. Yes. Um, Also to our brother institution, Morehouse College, has put... You know, many, many young men through school. She has um, she has the Olag Academy in South Africa, which has given opportunity to young African women who, without that, I mean, who knows what would have happened to them. These are like young, intelligent women with few to no opportunities and has really changed the trajectory of their lives and the lives of the communities that they come from. So considering... What she's done, and these are only the things that we know about publicly. I'm sure there's lots more she does that we don't know about. Of course. Um, I don't speak ill of her. It doesn't mean that I don't that I agree with everything she does and every position that she takes and every stance that she takes. But I would not speak ill of her because I feel like she has contributed um, so much to our our community. More than most. More than most, and. Um, yeah, so it, it, what I talked about last week, I was like, I don't cancel people because I don't agree with something that they've done. Like, there are things that she's done. Obviously, you know, you mentioned Michael Jackson case and Russell Simmons. And um, it, it might not have been the approach that I took, but Oprah also being a survivor of sexual assault at a young age, um, I think comes to those situations from a different perspective than we do. 
And so, you know, that's, I guess, what she felt, you know, put upon her heart to, to do and the stand to take up, the stance to take up. And so that's something that she has to live with. But like I said, I'm not going to cancel her because of it. Do you think she is pro-woman before pro-black? I don't know if that's a dumb question or not. No, that's not a dumb question because I think those of us who are black women are often asked, like, basically, which which one holds the higher right. standing, being black or being a woman. Right. And I think it depends on the situation and circumstance. For the most part, I will always say being black <laughs> is the one that, um, yeah, being a black woman, I mean, that we meet challenges with both of them, but I do think that being black is the one that is the biggest oppressor of people here in this country. Okay. Um, let's get into it. Here. Okay. So, but we're not here to talk about Oprah. Oprah's in the clear right now. So, Oprah is Oprah. Um, we're talking about Gail King. Gail Kobe Bryant King. <laughs> oh, Gail. <laughs> so, what first did you do? Of all, first of all, I would encourage people to go back and look at the interview yourself because I think oftentimes people start debating about things without actually having done any research. That's about. true. So go back and, and see what she said. So go back and see for yourself. She's saying it was taken out of context. So I haven't seen the entire interview because I don't know if the entire interview is aired yet, but I did see the clip where she was talking to Lisa Leslie and was yes. um, pressing her on um, Kobe's, you know, his past. And she pushed it a little too far. Um, she was out of pocket. She was a little. She was out of pocket. Let's be real. She she pushed it too far, um, but I haven't seen that segment in the midst of the other two hour conversation that they had. So perhaps it was taken out of context. Maybe if I saw the whole thing, I might be like, "Oh, that was a little bit much." But I, I it, don't understand how it can be taken out of context. Well, I think that it can be taken out of context in that. You have not had the totality. You haven't heard the totality of the discussion. You don't know if she highlighted other things about his life, and this was like one piece that she was trying to get information on, but that she gave like you know a fair amount of airtime to talking about his contributions, or a fair amount of airtime to talking about like how he tried to make amends. Like you don't know what else was a part of that conversation. So that's why I said it was taken out of context and I would want to see the rest of it to see how it plays into the whole conversation. I can give that benefit of the doubt because I have not seen the whole thing mm -hmm. as of yet. I don't even know if it's going to be released Aired at this at point. At this point, yeah, exactly. But I will say, I from the part I've seen, mm -hmm. she was trying to have an R. Kelly moment. <laughs> she was trying to, because that was very sensationalized. It was a big right. story. It was a documentary. And I think she went for that moment. And I totally disagree with her. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think that the line of question, the way she... The way she as did far it. as she took it and the way she kept pressing her and about it. the way it, she followed up on it. Yeah. Well, that, you wouldn't know anyway. It was like, right. why are you trying, to, you, trying to, you trying to shoot a shot real quick? Yes. Mm -hmm. We're all black. We know when black people are doing that. <laughs> we know each other. She yeah. did something whack. Foul. I didn't like it at all. I still don't like it. Mm -hmm. But. But. Let's talk about the backlash. The backlash is, I hate when people, it's like, okay, you have a right to be mad, then you just go too far, and it's like, okay, right. you sound like an idiot yourself. And crazy. Like the death threats. I mean, it's gone to the point of death threats. And I'm like, how did we get from her making an out-of-pocket comment to her life being threatened, like 
to me, that's just out because of control. Because people like Snoop Dogg is like, we we watching you. We gonna get you. Like, I know he said he didn't make a death threat, and technically he didn't. Right. But when you say that, if Snoop said that to me, I'd be like, oh, word. Mm-hmm. Like it's like that. Like I gotta get my people. Right. You know what like I'm he's rallying his base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what are you talking about, right. man? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the names he called her. Yeah. Let's just right. talk about him for a second. I mean, let's talk about that real quick because one of my major things is he says what he what he say. He said uh, my mama raised me better than that to be threatening a seventy year old black woman. You know what I mean? Threatening her, threatening her life. Mm-hmm. Yet you calling her a bitch. Right. Like, that's a woman that's possibly old enough to be your, your mother or grandmother. Right. And you calling her a bitch and whatever else he said. I think we are so quick, just like she was so quick mm-hmm. to tear Kobe down, we are so quick to tear each other down. Right. In the public eye. Yeah. In front of white people, in front of Asian people, in front of in front of All Indian non-black people. non-black people. And you know what they do? That figures for you. You know? So I'm just paraphrasing right. here. You know what looking I mean? at you. Looking yeah. at you. See how I'm looking at you? I do. But <laughs> I'm saying that's that's what they're saying. Uh-huh. You know? And and even if not that, they're saying this is why you don't mess with them. This is why you don't date them. This is mm-hmm. how they act. This is how they treat each other. I, when was the last time you heard an Indian man on TV calling some other Indian woman a bitch? And not just a bitch. Didn't he call her like some like a raggedy ball headed bitch or something? It was it was bad. I mean, it was it was it was so. I'm just saying. Now I know people in my family putting Mm -hmm. on blasts. That's totally backing (laughs) that up. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you are women, and one day you're gonna be grandmothers. Like, and one day you're gonna make a mistake. And you're gonna make a mistake probably tomorrow. Yeah, we all make mistakes. Lucky for us, they're not on like the public stage. You're not in the international spotlight. I just don't know how you can condone that. It was too much. The response has been too much. I understand, like, you know, there's some funny-ass memes out there going. I've shared some of them. I saw that. They're funny. I understand, like, you know, her her being called out. I understand, like, being clown, a little public humiliation for her actions. But, like, the death threats and just tearing her down and destroying her character. And then, like I said, now Oprah has gotten pulled in over it. Wasn't even part of the conversation. I'm like, how are y'all pulling Oprah into this? I believe in inside voices. Mm Mm-hmm. I know some people feel like, hey, it don't matter if you're black or white, you're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Cool. There's inside voices. Right. They don't talk about their own yeah. the way we talk about our own. Right. So even if you disagree, you still got to protect the 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 sanctity of your culture, man. The, right. The people. Keep it in the house. Yeah, man. Keep like, it in the house. You can't go all out, man. We're not. It's not an equal playing field. No. I don't care what you say. I don't care what your life is like. Right. It's not an equal playing field. They don't talk about each other like that. Don't let them talk about your own people like that. Exactly. Either. Because when they start dropping an M-bomb on you, then you're going to be like, well, how did we get here? This is exactly, we're on that road right now. And it's crazy, like on the other side of the coin, like just looking at our political, our current political state, when you look at like the current occupant of the White House and how they're like rallying behind him, I'm like, there's so much loyalty there, and the loyalty is race-based. The loyalty has nothing to do with anything other than race. This is like a moment in like white supremacist like backlash. White supremacy is on full right yeah, now. Yeah, it's on full, and then we're like fighting over we're stuff out there like calling this. Girl, Kim a bitch. Do you know how many times Rush Limbaugh has gone on air and said racial things right. about your people? And you know what he just got? The Medal of Freedom. Do you know what I heard? Multiple. News anchors say, 
I mean, won't we have a little bit, bit, little bit of compassion? We just don't talk. He's he's going through hell right now. Right. We don't talk about people like that. That was actually Joe Biden who said that he's going through hell right now. Wow. Why not have a little bit of compassion? And you know what everybody's doing to girl Kim right now? Oh, bald-headed so and so bitch, An, a seventy-year-old black woman. Yeah, there you have it. As my sister Lean Dream said, I rest my case. <laughs> Opinions, stuff. Yeah. Just, yeah. They do. They feel like their word is law. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like people feel like they're, especially in this country, they're owed something. Mm-hmm. This country has a big problem with feeling like you're owed something. Yeah. You know? And it's everybody. It is everybody. Which is weird. It's like the rich people think that about poor people and poor people think that about rich people. But it's really everybody. And I don't know if it's everyone around the world or is it a U.S. problem. I think, in particular, uh-huh. it's a big U.S. problem. Mm-hmm. United States is that shiny beacon on the hill. Right. If you work for it, you can get it. Yeah, which is not necessarily true, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people who don't even want to work for it who think they should have it. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people who haven't worked for it and just have it think they're entitled to it. Yes. America! So it's this whole conglomerate, Yeah. this mixture of I deserve to have this. Yeah, I've got and it's it's interesting when you see it on both ends. Like I have this this former tenant who has mm-hmm. literally been harassing me for two years because mm. I didn't extend his lease because he's an asshole and difficult to work with and mm-hmm. um, obnoxious and has made threatening comments to like my contractors and stuff like that. And so I just at some point was like, okay, this is enough. Like I yeah. let his his uh, lease expire and I wouldn't sign a new mm-hmm. one. He has been harassing me for two years, like, with bogus claims about injuries and illegal evictions and wanting his security deposit back, even though he left me with, like, $1,300 worth of bills when he left. He wants a $500 security security deposit back. And I'm like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, I owe you nothing. And he's not just that shit crazy. He's just... No, he is a little bit of that, too. But not completely. But he, he knows enough... See, people like him drive me crazy, too, because he doesn't work. He, like, lives on, like, assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he has nothing better to do than, but to harass me. And yeah. so that's what he's been doing for two years, because he sits around and thinks of ways to harass me. And people like this, like, know their way around the law and, you know, how to get free attorneys yeah. and how to go to small claims court and file all these things and can have anything better to do. Like, I don't have time for that, which is why I didn't even. He left that big bill, mm-hmm. and I just said, screw it. You know, let's move on. He's done with it. I got things to do. Let's just move on, whatever. Yeah. But him, he's just sitting around figuring out ways to, like, retaliate and get something because he feels like he's owed something. Yeah, that's it's crazy. It's bizarre. It is very bizarre. Yeah. And what, what does that stem from? I don't know. Just, I don't know. But on the other end, yeah. I've seen people who are, like, born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Like, there was this really interesting story that one of my friends who's a teacher told me, and she works in kind of an affluent school district, and they were talking about um, 
how a lot of these interns in Washington, like for our you know congressional representatives, they okay. um, the internships are unpaid. And yeah. so if a young person wants to get one of these internships, they basically have to have someone who can finance them living in D.C., which is one of the most expensive markets in the country, um, so they can have these internships. But once they have these internships, then they have oppor- all sorts of opportunities open up to them. You know, yeah. it's prestigious. It gives you access. And she was saying how, you know, this is not fair for people who are poor because their families can't afford to, like, put them up in D.C. for three, four months while they do a free internship. So they don't have the same access right. just because they don't, their families don't have the same resources. Mm-hmm. And these students were just like, I mean, well, that just is what it is. Like, I just have it and you wow. don't. I mean, like, cold. Yeah. Just like, my family's rich, therefore I'm entitled to have more than you. And so it's crazy, like on both ends of the spectrum, there's such a level of entitlement. Oh yeah, and you see that you see that at a very early age from people. Yeah. That entitlement starts early. And I've seen a lot of people who I've known or not known a little bit, but they just talk to me. I have one of those faces that I don't know what it is. People it, just like to talk to you. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> it's not attractive. Women don't, don't women don't come up and start kissing on me. Well something do. But for the most part it doesn't happen. But uh, but they do come up and talk to me. You have a friendly face. I do. Mm-hmm. Old people, young people, yeah, white people, black people. Mm-hmm. They all talk to me. And I've had people come up to me and it's like, well, my kid is just so mean and blah, blah, blah. I don't know where I went wrong. And I'm like, at some point when they were young, you gave them everything. I know a lot of people give their kids everything. And I'm like, that's very nice of you. But your kid is going to grow up to be like, you owe me this. Mm-hmm. I deserve this. Right. And I've seen it on both ends of the spectrum now. And my, you know, 400 years on this earth, I've seen rich right, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rich people I've seen. Uh, uh, I've seen rich people. I've uh-huh. seen poor people have this exact same problem. Yeah. With children being like, I, I deserve everything. Yeah, it's interesting. And I wonder how much of that is like from parenting or how much of that is just innate. Because I don't know. And it's hard because, like, you know, fortunately, I think in our family, we've done a little bit better from generation to generation. Yeah, you know, we were, we were our grandparents had more than their parents did and parents have had more than their our grandparents and we have more than our parents. And so obviously our kids have more than we had growing up and you want them to have those opportunities and, you know, a little bit of privilege in life. But at the same time. You want them to maintain, like, a spirit of humility and also to understand they have to work for the things that they want. Totally. I wish I could tell every kid who does this to their parents. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm Uncle Jay. I uh-huh. don't really care what you think about <laughs> I wish I could tell every kid, fuck you. <laughs> Would they get it? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to remedy that. And I don't know if it, I mean, it, part of it starts at home. Part of it, I think, can happen in school. Like, I think in my son's school, they do a really good job of trying to teach compassion and empathy. And some of this is, like, from the teacher's perspective, yeah. too. It's something that they, like, you know, reward the kids, not just on how well they perform, yeah. like, in reading and writing and stuff, but also how well they are as good citizens. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm just... Well, I think 
takes well, a village. It does take a village, but I also think that we're living in a generation. This is a generation, pop music is very dominant. Mm -hmm. And pop music is very influenced by hip-hop. And hip-hop, over many years now, has come to uh, a place where it's, I got this, I got that, you ain't got this, you ain't got mm -hmm. that. It's all about me, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. You can shut up, need some doo-doo. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's at that point where it's like, I'm the man. Right. Every kid feels like they should have that same thing of being, I'm the man. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Give me this. Why? It's all about me. Because I'm about the man. Me. And then you, you always got me what I wanted. You taught me that I'm the man. Right. So this is what I'm supposed to get. And I think they don't realize, like, hey, man, like this is hard work that people are doing to get you what you need and what they want to give you. But it's not something that's, you know, like, rightfully yours. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we all start off at different steps in life. And we all have to work to achieve, we should all have to work to achieve what we get, you know, in mm -hmm. life. But now, with the way it is, I, I feel like people by the age of four or five are like, I, 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 I deserve me. this. Right. I deserve this. This is mine. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Hey, you ain't getting this. What do you mean I'm not getting this? Put it back in the cart, mom. <laughs> I said, put it back in the cart. I ain't playing with you, mom. Like these. Right. <laughs> Kids are crazy. I almost said the N word again. But I stopped myself because I am a new man still working on myself and working for change. Now, I done probably said the N word about 45 times this week, but I didn't mean it like I used to mean it. Right, okay. All right, it was. All right. Work in progress. It is. Mm -hmm. And I'm not judging you. No, please don't. Just a little bit. I'm just petting this little nigga right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back to my food that finally came out here. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Get back to my food. I was hungry. Okay. I know you tore that food up. I know. I was <laughs> <laughs> thought you were gonna eat your fingers off, man. Man, it's been a long day. It took a long time for my food to come out, but now I've eaten and I'm calmer, I'm not so angry. So good. good. Anyway. Yeah. So today, what have we talked about today? Well, we. Have we gotten anywhere with black people and Gail King? I don't think so. No. I people, think she's... Yeah. They didn't roll the bus on top of her. They didn't roll over her. They just stopped the bus right on top of her. And just, yeah, stop. There's a wheel right on her temple. And again, on her forehead. so everybody understands, the backlash she brought on herself, in my opinion, I just think that it didn't have to go where it went. It went too far. Yes. People took it too far. That's all I'm saying. And, and I, would back, I, would, I would back up any sister... In the public eye, especially one who's my elder, mm -hmm. over something like this, she was out of pocket. Yeah, does she need to be called a B and all types of things out her name? I don't nah, think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think. Uh, man, people act like she's Stacy Dash us or something. Yeah, I goodness. mean, for real, man. I mean, so. and they like she always doing this to black men. Oh, Kelly was a freak. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Right, exactly. I ain't putting myself in the same category as him. Right. Bill Cosby, he was drugging women. Right. 
I mean, he said it. He said it himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but he said they agreed to it. He said they agreed. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, three sides to every story. But we're not going down that down that road. I'm done. But I, I I'm do done. think that the response has just been a bit too much. I can't um, support the name calling, the death threats. It's just it's a little out of control. Cancel so. culture needs to be canceled. I mean, yeah, and so clearly. She's been canceled, but it's, it's folks coming to her defense as well, saying, you know, whereas we don't agree, like, this is too much. This is, like, highly disrespectful, and it does yeah. not, it's not a fair response. Who used to, to work it, for Obama? Was it Susan something? Or? I don't know. One of those women told Snoop Dogg, we will get you. Oh. You better back off of Gail Kim, <laughs> or we're going to effing get you. Oh, wow. Oh, she went in. It was yeah. one of Obama's... Uh, Top advisors or something. Oh, okay. She oh, went, Susan Rice. You're Susan Rice, about, yes. Yeah, Susan Rice. Yeah. yeah she, I was like, oh, where did you come from? She just came out of nowhere. I don't know like, who her people yeah. are. Mm-hmm. I think Snoop got more people. <laughs> well, no. I don't know about that. I mean, she was like a security advisor or something. She must have been talking about she all got, the top black people. Sydney Poitier and Oprah. Snoop, listen, doggy dog. We she still has political power. And with political power comes all sorts of underhanded uh, it was a it was a strange threat. It was like, it was very strange. Yeah, this this Susan Rice just jump into a Snoop Dogg beef. Like, yeah, that was that was interesting. But um, and the next day he was backing off of some of his stuff. Well, has he backed off some? Yeah, he, well, he, he was like, well, I never said I want to kill. Oh, okay. He backed off as much as Snoop Dogg yeah. going back off. Right. Well, his lawyers probably told him, look, if somebody does make a credible threat against her and they in some way say that you incited this, then he went you real gangster. Yeah. <laughs> he went real yeah. Gangster and I'm just like, dude, you've been off the streets for a cool three so, decades. Yeah, so I'm going to need 18, you to 19. go back to Hollywood Hills and like take a seat. And I say this as a, as a hip hop guy. I mean, I like mm-hmm. Snoop. I just. Yeah. I'm like, yo, man, you got. I don't know, man. I just, I, that rubs me the wrong way. Talking about older sisters like that in mm-hmm. the public eye, right? Especially over this particular situation. I don't think this rose to the occasion that huh. needed that level. And of I response. love Kobe Bryant, man. Yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, man. Mm-hmm. I love Kobe Bryant, man. Like I said it last right. week. Right, we just I, talked about I, this. I felt yep. like I lost a brother when I heard that. Mm-hmm. But and I and I don't like what she said. But I mean, come Too on, much. y'all. Let's let's have a. Yeah. Let's have a little, little, you know, class about our own people, at least. Right. <laughs> like yeah. everybody else does. Exactly. Anyway, and what else are we talk about? Entitlement. Entitlement. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, entitlement. Rich people, poor people. All get over yourselves. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get nothing. You get nothing. So. <laughs> Eat the rest of my food. Maybe mm. get some dessert. My food kind of sitting with me wrong, man. Uh, like, oh. Let's, well, let's shut this down. I feel like want... bubble seeping from my butt cheek in the, in, the, in the crack of the chair. That is disgusting. And on that note, let's uh, get out of here. Sorry. <laughs> shut down production <laughs> and get out of here. <laughs> Listen to this disc jockey's introduction to Madhavani's Lazy Gargoyle.
about the chaos, the knockouts out there who I call my Hold buddy. Now just wait, we gonna talk about buddy on this plate. But before we let the herd out the gate, make sure all the levels are straight out. The jungle, the jungle, the brothers, the brothers. Daylight so on a road. Black yeah, medallions, yeah. no gold. Hanging out with bars, hanging out with mess. Buddy, 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 y'all in my face. Both the lap. Jim Browski must wear a cap just in case the young girl likes to clap. Ain't for the win, but before I begin, I initiate.